Welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm excited to have you join me in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs in the photography industry as we dive into real conversation about photography, business, and that sometimes messy thing we call life. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. And now, let's dive into conversation. Hey everyone, I hope you're having an absolutely wonderful, wonderful week. We took a little bit of a break this past week from the Boca podcast. This week we're diving right back in. I'm going to bring a topic to you that I think needs to be discussed and maybe a bit more often than I have. We'll get to that here in just a second. And then in the next two or three weeks, uh, I'm going to also be bringing some interesting topics from various professionals in our industry. One podcast about SEO in your website, something that is really relevant to any and all of us in the photography industry. And then also we're going to be talking about how to move an established photography business from one market to another. And in this case, it's literally across the country. But I think that particular conversation is also going to have some really great value adds for you and your business. So make sure to look for those podcast episodes coming up. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that is certainly relevant to most anyone in the wedding and portrait photography business, and that is the topic of outsourcing your post-production, outsourcing or delegating your editing work. Now, I realize that some of you are like, oh, well, this is obvious. Of course, he's going to talk about this. He's an owner at Photographer's Edit, offers post-production services, and yes, you'd be correct. But as most of you who listen to the Book of Podcasts on a regular basis know we don't really talk about Photographer's Edit or post-production very often. That said, I'd be remiss if I didn't touch on the topic from time to time because the Book of Podcasts, we discuss both photography and business and then also doing life or how to maximize the time that we have to do life as photography business owners. And outsourcing post-production can be a really significant portion of all of those points of conversation. And so we are going to touch on it today. And I want to talk, first of all, about what it means. Secondly, about the benefits of outsourcing post-production. Thirdly, the apprehensions. And I've heard some pretty common apprehensions throughout the years. I've been in the post-production industry now for close to 10 years. So we'll touch on those and talk about potential solutions. And then we're also going to talk very briefly about what it means to, to go through the process of outsourcing post-production to Photographer's Edit specifically. I can't speak for all the other companies out there. Uh, effectively, what I'm going to do is speak for my own company and the process that we offer, uh, which I certainly believe is at the top of its game. And uh, and then if you have questions about this, you can always email me, Nathan at PhotographersEdit.com. You can, of course, reach out to us on Facebook, on Twitter, and uh, be glad to help in any way possible to address concerns, answer questions, etc. But let's get back to, first of all, the definition of outsourcing. And fortunately, the term outsourcing has less a negative connotation than it used to carry. But all we're talking about in this case is just the idea of delegation, delegating your editing work or your post-production work to someone else, whether it's an in-house assistant or an intern or to another company like Photographer's Edit. The benefits are pretty obvious, but just to review, to touch on them, one, more time to build your business. And uh, you know, if you're not sitting in front of your computer and the average photographer, wedding photographer these days is spending anywhere from about 12 to 16 hours processing one wedding, Multiply that out times 15, 20, 25 weddings a year, you realize how significant amount, the significance of the amount of time that is spent in front of the computer. And what that means is that you're doing a bunch of 
what I call reactive work, work that certainly has to be done in order for your business to exist, but doesn't actually help increase your bottom line in the end and, and doesn't require you to be involved either. So you're sitting there in front of the computer for hours on end doing this reactive work while you're missing out on the opportunity to do things that will actually move your business forward that will build your business. So the primary benefit or one of the primary benefits of outsourcing your editing work or delegating your editing work elsewhere is more time to build your business. And then the second primary benefit to have more time for living, to have more time for life, to invest in relationships and, and, and hobbies and maybe um, some, some passion work that you're involved in with a local charity. But you'll have more time to invest in life. Hey, just to get some sleep or maybe even watch some Netflix occasionally, you'll have more time for life. Now, the apprehensions that I hear from photographers and have heard from photographers over the years are pretty common, or I should say are pretty consistent. Uh, the, the first, and these aren't necessarily in order of the number of times that I've heard them, but the first is money. I can't afford to outsource post-production. Now, sadly, this actually comes from photographers in some, if not many cases, that are charging as much as two, three, four thousand dollars $4,000 for a wedding. But the the thought process there is I need to maximize my profit margin and this, you know, couple hundred dollars, $150, $200 if you're outsourcing a wedding. Uh, for a portrait session, of course, it could be significantly less. But this bit of money, I need to hold on to it right now. I'm just not in a position to give that up. Now, I can absolutely empathize with that thought process on multiple levels and certainly from personal experience. But there is an immediate solution to that, that initial apprehension, which is, hey, go ahead and just increase your prices a bit. If you're already charging $3,000 for a wedding and you change your packages to $3,200 just to cover the editing work, you've now covered that, that cost that you were apprehensive about before, problem solved. So that's one potential solution to this apprehension about the cost I can't afford to outsource. The other is has more to do with philosophy or thought process. And as a business owner, if you're looking to or looking at the big picture and considering how you can best manage your business, oversee your business in such a way that you can grow it and, and potentially scale it long term, you need to look at the potential money that you are missing out on, not by giving up $150, to to delegate the editing work somewhere else, but the potential money and in the thousands of dollars that you're missing out on because you're now not spending time on things that will actually grow your business. And the example that I've given on multiple occasions in the on the Boca podcast is that of the relationship with a wedding coordinator. If you're a wedding photographer, if you even just delegate one wedding to be edited elsewhere, the potent, and, and on the conservative level, let's just say you save eight hours you could take that eight hours and you could begin to develop a relationship with a wedding coordinator that could result in literally thousands of dollars in business. And, you know, this is something that I think photographers hear me say and they might think, oh, that's, that's great. That's a nice idea. Yeah, that's true. But I don't see enough photographers acting on that. And again, the thought process that, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss out on 150, 200 bucks now is short-sighted when you're looking at the big picture perspective of being a business owner. You have the, pot, the the potential of making thousands of dollars as a result of delegating that post-production work. So that's apprehension number one and a couple of potential solutions to that apprehension of I can't afford to outsource post-production. Number one, increase your prices just a little bit to cover that cost. And then secondly, look at the bigger picture, focus on what you could be doing with that time that could actually make you a lot more money. The second of these apprehensions is the notion of control. The supposed problem here is, you know, if I don't maintain control 
of the edit editing of my images, my clients won't be happy. And I had a conversation with, if, if you haven't heard this episode, episode, I think number 14 with a, a wonderful artist of a photographer and, and certainly a dear friend of mine, Thomas Flint, episode number 14. And, and one of the things he talked about, he mentioned in that podcast episode, which is really interesting to consider, he said that when his clients left reviews, he didn't hear from hear in those reviews or read in those reviews that they were stoked about his editing, the editing work. When's the last time that you heard from a client that they were really, really excited about the quality of the white balance in the images that you delivered to them in their gallery? These are not the kinds of things that most clients, and I would venture 98% of clients, are thinking about or even looking for. And I know I'm so excited to have a blurry snapshot of my kids on the refrigerator that's imperfect, not color corrected. I'm just so excited to have an image of my kids, you know, let's say laughing, for example, or the three of us joking around together, or me giving them a hug. I'm excited to have that image, the, the, the moment is important to me. The memory is important to me. And that's coming from a photographer and an editing company owner, a company that processes millions of images a year for photographers. So if that's the case for me, how much less an issue is white balance going to be or exact framing and cropping going to be, or of course, fill in the blank, the list of potential complaints or concerns that you might have delegating editing work to somebody who is not going to do 100% the exact same thing that you would do when editing your images. Clients are more concerned about the experience. I don't know about you, but as a wedding photographer, and I think I may have mentioned this before in the podcast, but I remember when we would have clients come up to the, and this happened multiple times, clients come up to us in the middle of the day, they haven't seen any images yet, and clients or their family or friends that were there that wedding day, and they'd say, you're such an awesome photographer. You guys are absolutely wonderful. They hadn't seen an image yet, not one image, yet we were getting compliments for being wonderful photographers. And I think that gives us wonderful insight into how most of our clients think. We need to stop projecting the importance of these details of the editing that, that we prioritize so much or that we're considering in light of trying to impress our photographer friends. Stop projecting that onto our clients. Focus on providing a really incredible experience. And this idea then of giving up control and let's say handing the editing work over to Photographer's Edit, for example, and getting back images that look, let's say, 90% or even 95% what your editing style would look like. We'll match them as close as possible. Your clients are going to get great images and a quick turnaround time. You can focus on making sure that the, the complete experience is dialed in for your clients, and you're going to have clients that are absolutely ecstatic about you and certainly will be talking about you. So when we're talking about this, this apprehension of control or not being able to maintain control, take a couple of steps back, maybe even three or four steps back, realize the insignificance of these minute details that you may be concerned about when it comes to outsourcing or delegating your editing to someone else, and I think you'll be able to rest easy. And then a third apprehension that is uh, maybe not so much an apprehension, but just kind of a commentary that, that I hear from photographers when it comes to the idea of outsourcing post-production is I enjoy editing and I get it. I get it. It's fun to open up Lightroom, download a new set of presets and start applying these presets to images and experimenting with various looks, various processing styles. I get it. That stuff can be fun. It can even be maybe a bit meditative, turn some music on and just go to town. I get it. 
But the reality is that you, there are much, much better ways that you can spend your time, whether it's on your business or with your family, your friends, or otherwise, than sitting in front of a computer and editing images for hours and hours and hours on end. Something that I think I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast episode is that this does not have to be an all or nothing conversation. You don't have to give up every, every single little bit of the post-production process if you want to maintain some type of control and if you want to continue to enjoy that editing process a little bit, find a compromise. And I think the best compromise, especially for wedding photographers, but portrait photographers as well, let us photographers edit, or if you're working with somebody in the house, for example, let your assistant do the majority, the bulk of the editing work, what takes up so much time. Let them do the majority of that busy work. And then you touch and play with those images, let's say, that are going to go on the blog or on Facebook or maybe that are going to go into the album. If you still want to be involved in that process and this is part of what you enjoy running a photography business, that's great. You're the business owner. You're the boss. You get to decide how to spend your time. But come to a compromise that means that you're maximizing the amount of time that you have uh, both well, free time in your personal life, but then the time that you can allocate to doing things that will actually build your business while still maintaining a little bit of an opportunity to process your images. And that's just one way that you can go about that process. So find ways that you can compromise. Give up the majority of the busy work, the majority of the time suck, if you will. Dedicate a little bit of your time to the editing process if you love it so much, but let someone else or another company take care of the rest. So that's a little bit about what it means to outsource post-production, some of the benefits, the apprehensions, and how you can maybe address some of those apprehensions. I realize that as photographers and artist types, and I can speak from personal experience as well, we tend to be a bit emotional in the decisions that we make. It's easy to get caught up in the fact that this is our baby, this is our art, and to let that go and let somebody else somehow have an effect on our brand. It can be a little bit nerve-wracking. What you have to do here is to set emotions aside, even for a second, be a little bit logical for the sake of the bigger picture and the benefit of those around you, the benefit of your business, and ultimately the benefit and the health uh, of your personal life. Now, what does it look like to outsource post-production to photographers edit? If you're not familiar with this idea, I want to just kind of walk you through this process. And it, the process is actually relatively straightforward. Now, photographers edit specifically is about custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. And when I say custom post-production, that means that our focus is about is on matching your processing style. So for example, you've been processing images for however, however long now, whether it's months or years in your business. Now you're going to hand that work over to us. We want to match your processing style. So there's consistency there, certainly so that you're delivering a finished product to your client that reflects who you are, what your brand is about. And so when you create an account with Photographer's Edit, what we're going to then help you do is walk through setting up your processing preferences. When we help you set up your processing preferences, we first of all ask for before and after examples of your work. So let's, let's just say you shoot a wedding or you shoot a portrait session. From that session or from that wedding, you upload eight images, ideally from a variety of lighting scenarios, indoor, outdoor, especially if you're a wedding photographer, incandescent, uh, fluorescent light, outdoor light, window light. Uh, you know, indoor, that, that really warm incandescent light that you see in churches sometimes, variety of lighting scenarios, upload images straight out of the camera. So untouched, not processed. You're going to upload those images and then process those exact same images the way that you would normally process them. The color, the application of Lightroom presets, the straightening, the cropping, et cetera. Process it 
the way that you would normally process it. So then our team has a visual representation of how you process your images. And this is really important. We used to just ask for your preferences when it came to contrast and white balance, for example. And these are just very simple text instructions that you end up giving to us. And when we're literally processing images for thousands of photographers, we're processing millions of images each month. Let's say, for example, a photographer says, hey, you know what, I like a warm white balance. Well, this, this ultimately translates in a hundred different ways with a hundred different photographers. So having a visual reference, instead of trying to um, translate what this word means to you or translate what this word means to another photographer, having that visual reference is really, really important. So we start with before and after images. And then if you have a particular Lightroom preset that you currently process with, um, you can upload your favorite color preset and your favorite black and white preset if you want us to apply any kind of a black and white finish to your images. Now, it's important to understand how we use the Lightroom preset. And this is something that we talk about. If you go to our support site, if you just go to photographersedit.com, you can click on the support link or you can just go directly to support.photographersedit.com. We talk about the Photographer's Edit workflow and part of that is the or setting up your processing preferences as we're discussing right now and the Lightroom presets. It's important to understand that we don't just take those Lightroom presets and throw them on your images and export or deliver that Lightroom catalog to you. We're going to apply the Lightroom preset up front as what I'd like to call a baseline finish. So let's say for example, and this is of course what's really popular right now, is the film finish, a film look that's being applied to digital images. If that's the look, the, the baseline finish that you want for your images, I totally get that. Find that Lightroom preset that works best for you or design it yourself. Upload that into your account. We're going to apply that to the images up front. And then we're going to begin making corrections to brightness, to color, to contrast, straightening and cropping, etc. So understand that the, the, the Lightroom presets are not uh, a, a, a scapegoat, if you will, for us, an easy way out. We're applying those up front as a baseline finish because you want a particular finish to your images and then we're making the corrections after that. It's really important to understand that. So after we ask for those before after images, we're then going to uh, ask for those the, the Lightroom preset and then we're going to ask for text instructions because we understand you still may want to communicate some of those preferences verbally to us or, or via text to us. So we give you a space to do that for color correction, for cropping and for the culling process if you're going to have us do any kind of Culling. Culling, I should say. <laughs> Culling, for those of you who are not familiar with that term, it just means to, to take out the bad. All right, so once you've set up your preferences, then when you go to place an order, the other cool thing about the photographer's edit experience is that even the ordering process is very, very customized. You're going to have lots of options. We found that photographers like to have control when they place an order with our service. And so what we've done, first of all, is enabled you to be able to create an order profile. What is an order profile? It's like a preset in that you can go ahead and create a name for this particular order profile. And then the options that you choose when you place this particular order, it will save as an order profile that you can then apply next time. So there are anywhere from like 15 to 18 different options in the photographer's edit shopping cart that you're going to choose from when you place a regular color correction order. And you're going to be able to save all of those options that might be applicable to a wedding order or to a portrait order and that will save you time in future orders but then at the end of each order you can also customize the job notes specific to that order so if there are a couple of things that you need us to keep in mind specific to that order that haven't already been covered in your processing preferences the information you shared with us on, on the processing preferences page you can communicate that there at the end of that order in the job notes and speaking of communication 
communication, I can't emphasize enough the importance of communication in the process of delegating or outsourcing your post-production. You can't hand your imagery over to somebody else, whether it's an in-house intern or assistant or to a company like Photographer's Edit and expect those people to read your mind, to know what you want. You have to communicate. And it's really like any relationship, business or personal. You can't expect the other person to read your mind. So communication is absolutely key. So the communication process starts with sharing your processing preferences. It continues in the placing of an order and maybe sharing additional notes along with that order. And then the communication process continues, actually, after you get an order back. Uh, because as I've mentioned in, in recent content that I created, we are not perfect. And, and frankly, nobody is going to be, quote, perfect. We process millions of images each month. Occasionally, we may not quite adjust the white balance exactly right for you. Occasionally, there may not be enough contrast applied. If that's the case, and I think the last I, last I checked or heard, we had, uh, I don't know, it's like a 3% redo rate. So we don't see redos requests come through very often. But in case something happens with your order and you're not quite totally happy or stoked with it, there is a really simple way for you to further communicate with us to fix that issue so that we can fix the issue to be clear, not you. Let us know what that, that issue was. Tie it to something on your processing preferences page and instruction that we did not follow. And then ask us to redo that order. And that order can be redone generally in about a business day. So you don't have to spend the extra time. We learn from the process. It's a win-win all the way around. So again, communication is absolutely key. And if you're going to consider, and, and I'm going to assume that you're not even, it's not an if, it's a when. When you consider outsourcing or delegating your post-production work, keep in mind, this is a bit of a process. It's a development of a relationship. You are playing the managerial role. You're learning to communicate with an employee. Photographers edit is your employee. And communication is absolutely key. We want to know your thoughts. We want to know your ideas. And if there are issues, we want to know those issues too so that we can correct them and continue to improve on our relationship. So that is outsourcing kind of in a nutshell, if you will. And I hope this information was somehow helpful to you. I realize the notion of potentially outsourcing or delegating your post-production work can be nerve-wracking. But at the end of the day, if you're willing to take that chance, there's a company like Photographer's Edit that is glad to help you walk through that process and that is going to mean more time to build your business, and it's going to be more time to live life. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. Please let us know what you thought by leaving us a review in iTunes. If you'd like to hear a particular photographer or entrepreneur in a future episode, don't hesitate to email me, Nathan at PhotographersEdit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com.